0: You know, one of the phrases that I really, really like is is the idea nail it, then scale it, right? Nail it, then scale it. You know, get it right and then export what you know is right to the next location, then the next location. But until it's nailed, don't scale, don't scale because you're not gonna scale the good stuff. What's up everybody, this is Chris Craddock and I am so excited to be back here with you today with one of my very closest friends. And I'll tell you what, you are in for a treat because this man is one of the titans of the real estate investing industry. He started his company back in 2003 He's flipped or wholesaled over four thousand houses. I think at the at one point in time, owned almost a hundred houses. has bought and sold tons of rentals over the years, he is one of the mainstays if you go to any mastermind you'll hear his name because he has really made a massive impact on this industry so with that said i get the opportunity to introduce to you my friend brad chandler who is the owner and ceo of uh, express homebuyers here in the dc area but uh, does stuff all over the place. So Brad, thanks for being here with us today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I know I stole some of your thunder about everything you're doing, but uh, tell us how you started and just like what brings you here to us with us today.
1: Yeah, man. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here as well. Uh, so I read a book when I was in ninth grade on how to buy real estate with no money down by Robert Allen. And I knew at that time, uh, my family had gone through some things where we were short on money and Thought I might lose our house and have to live in a public housing, and I did not want that. So, uh, reading the book and figuring out how much money can be made in real estate and how there was like unlimited potential in real estate when it comes to income, I was like, "That's what I'm going to do." So, in 2002, my son had just been born, and an investor bought my neighbor's house. At that point in time, I had two uh, an undergraduate degree and, and a graduate degree in real estate, but through all of that whatever, how much, over $100,000 worth of education. They never really taught us that you could buy houses at a discount. So I went and talked to this guy and he goes, yeah, I buy houses at a discount, fix them up and resell. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do that. So pretty much put together a business plan and worked my butt off for eight months before I got my first house. And each day that went by, I got more and more persistent saying, if these folks at these meetups and RIAs can do it, I can do it. And then in July... Bought my first house. I decided in December to start in 2002. July of 2003, I bought my first house. I bought six houses in July and August of 2003. Quit my full time job in October when a newborn came home and told my wife at the time, I just quit my job. She's like, Are you kidding me? And here we are, you know, 4,000 houses later and I don't know how many hundreds of millions of dollars in sales. And yeah,
0: that's incredible. So, you said it took you eight months to get your first deal. I don't I don't want to miss this, everybody, because I'll tell you, eight months is a long time. It, it doesn't sound that long when you think about it, right? You're like, oh, eight months, that's not that long. But when you're grinding, when you're dreaming and when you're thinking, I mean, let's be honest, most investors that I know, you know, the reason you get into real estate investing is because you got big dreams, you got financial goals, you have things that you want to accomplish. And when you start working at it and working at it day after day, week after week month after month and you make zero dollars and you don't even get a deal you don't even really get get anything happening most people will quit and i think that's the difference I i mean you've heard me say this before that's the difference between winners and losers you know losers just quit before they get a chance to win right And so uh, with that said, Brad, what were you doing for the uh, eight months? Well, I mean, we'll get into some stuff for today. i just kind of want to get into the background because it's going to help a lot of a lot of folks that are in investing right now just try to really understand that it doesn't happen overnight. You know, success oftentimes is a 10-year overnight success story. So Brad, tell us,
1: what were you doing during that eight months? Well, given the fact that I had a negative $80,000 net worth from graduate (laughs) school, I didn't have a lot of money, so I was doing grassroots things. I was uh, I put the big magnets on my car that said "We buy houses," and I did actually from that marketing source. Someone saw my wife's car in Tyson's Corner and ended up buying three houses. One was a mobile house and mobile home, and two others in West Virginia. That was one of those uh, three of the six deals that I did that I mentioned earlier. So I did that. Bandit signs. I was out driving around when the DC sniper was was in town. Unfortunately. So I was putting bandit signs out. Um, I'd get the kids out. I'd step kids at the time. I would get them um, going to these different townhouse communities in Manassas, putting door hangers on, and then just did a lot of networking. Did a lot. Went to at the time there were there were RIA meetings. They didn't have meetups, so just just a ton of networking.
0: Again, just to break this down a little bit, one of the things there, I love the idea. A lot of times, people just will go into massive debt, just trying to throw stuff at the wall without a plan. But I love about what you're saying here is, you know, you either have money that will work hard for you, or you've got sweat equity that will work hard for you. You know, people that are making your, if you're making your cold calls, making, doing the stuff there. What I love about that is you were out there working your butt off, you know, just talking to people, doing whatever it took to uh, whatever it takes to win. So I think that was, that's a really important key to get
1: out of it. Hey, to touch on something, Chris, about the difference between winners and losers. I When I mentioned I got more persistent, I literally got every day that went by when I was not getting a deal. I just said, if other people are doing it, I can do it. And it, my time's going to come. And then it just snowballed. I got one deal in July and then six deals in July and August. And then it just you know kind of took off from there. So how many people do we know that have been like, have these incredible success stories? Jack Canfield, Chicken Soup for the Soul. I think he went to like 132 publishers before they were like, <laughs> yeah, I'll publish your book. So yeah, don't give up. Like, just don't give up.
0: Yeah, that's it. And you got to be your own hype squad. I always joke about this. If you've ever seen, there's a show on Netflix called Last Chance You. My wife and I love the show. And uh, it's really interesting because it's these guys that were really talented athletes, but for whatever reason, they ended up at a junior college and trying to make it out. And uh, there's this one guy, his mom, for whatever reason, is just like, they have this little catchphrase, and uh, you know she would always say this to him, like as a hype squad for her son. She's like, "Go, go do it, son! Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp, bang, bang." And I don't know what that means. I have no idea what it means. But I'll tell you, sometimes I'll be just like down, and I I know that I've got to be my own hype squad. And I'll just literally say, and it'll make me laugh. I'll just say, "Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp." I'll just be driving down the highway. You say, "Bang, bang, chicken and shrimp." And so I love uh, hearing that, Brad. That you kind of you had to be your own hype squad because if you get nose for for seven months and 29 days, it's, it's easy to quit unless you're hyping yourself up and and pushing yourself to keep going. So with that said, one of the other things, before we transition, we got two other things we wanna talk about today. One of the things is actually, most of you guys have heard us talk about REI Revive, and actually a lot of this, where it is today, this iteration came from what we're doing here with Express Home Buyers, my personal team with Brad. And I'll tell you, the uh, fun thing here with this is, I got to know Brad through this whole process because they have brought in just so many leads over the years that were oftentimes just sitting dead in, in their database. And as you know, long story short, I just kept calling and calling and calling. I'm like, "Hey, send us some leads. Send us, send us some of these deals. Let's monetize that." And uh, the cool thing is, as I as we looked, we were having month after month after month last year where we were sending in referral fees over to them. You know, between fifty and and sixty. I think it was like sixty four thousand a month. And, you know, just regularly sending that kind of money from deals that were just sitting dead in the database. So, Brad, do you mind just sharing some of the ways that you thought through or what you've done with like some old dead leads and, you know, just about our relationship, how that kind of moved forward.
1: Yeah. So we had tried, I mean, it wasn't like you brought this to me and I was like, Oh, I should have thought of that before. Like we tried for 15 years to monetize those leads. I mean, we tried everything from creating an LLC with a broker to selling them to, I think homelending.com or one of the lending tree, sorry, lendingtree.com. We tried bringing agents in our office. Like we tried it all. And uh, really didn't succeed with any any of it. So I know you had worked with my old uh, COO and just kept bugging him about getting old leads. And <laughs> he sent you a bunch of leads that he thought were crap, and you turned some of them into listings. So uh, that kind of started the relationship. And now it's been you know it's been a pleasure to work with you and your team. And we've gotten not only have we gotten the benefit of you know tens of thousands of dollars coming in, well, you know now it's hundreds of thousands of dollars, but we've also gotten deals back. So when your agents show up to some houses, and they're like, you know, we want this cash deal. We've actually gotten this back, so it's been it's been awesome. It you know pays for a portion, large portion of the marketing budget.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, and I'll tell you one of the fun things about working together, you know, on the agent and the investor connection here. One of the things that's so great about it is it really you know everybody helps each other's game. I, I can't tell you, you know, Brad's it started off as a business relationship but became a friend and i've seen that happen with a lot of uh, of my students is that you become friends with the people that you' you're doing business with um, but the best part about it is I can't tell you how many times Brad's kind of challenged me on some of the ways that we've done stuff I think I've, I I hope I have challenged him on some of the way he thinks about business and so you just make each other better as you're working together so obviously you know you see personal friendships that come from it but also the ability to have other people that are kind of outside of like not as emotionally invested in the business and can just ask questions you know and there's been A number of times where you know I know that Brad's asked me questions and said, "Hey, why do you do this?" And I'm like, I I give an answer, and I'm like, "But why do we do it like that?" (laughs) And so all of a sudden you realize that uh, you just do things because you've always done it, and it's it's just great to be able to. You know, have different relationships that make you think bigger. So now let's let's transition to the next piece. So, Brad, I know you've had a massive, massive life uh, transformation happen over the last twelve months, and it has. I know it, it impacted you in your personal life, but I also know that that how your personal life was changed has has also bled into how your business has changed and made you see life differently on that front. Can you talk a little bit about that? Absolutely.
1: So uh, back in February, I went to an an intensive, a weekend intensive with a former Navy SEAL who basically put me through this exercise of looking at my unresolved childhood trauma. And from that weekend, uh, my entire life changed. I realized that uh, for 47 years, I was walking around with untruths about my worthiness, that I wasn't worthy. So I spent my whole life fighting for my worthiness. And when you do that, you know, you lack self love and self compassion. So you're always trying to prove that. And one of the ways I did that in my business was to do things that didn't serve me and didn't serve, you know, really didn't even serve my employees because I was always trying to, well, if I can get to this mark, I'll be worthy. So to give you some examples, I, I made five critical mistakes that cost me $9 million. One of those mistakes was, Creating a realty team at Keller Williams, where in two years we were the number one Keller Williams team in North America. My goal was to be the first agent team to ever sell one billion with a B. We got to 120 million dollars, and then I look back, and it probably cost us a million dollars. Why did I do that at the time? I didn't know. It was because I was trying to prove my worth, and that was just one of you know. I say five mistakes, but there was probably 20 other things that I did where I was trying to prove my worth, and it caused chaos. And I'm in a um, large real estate mastermind. And when I look around, I see people doing this. I think this is a... uh, Not I think. I know this is a common trait amongst entrepreneurs. So they get success because they're out proving themselves. So I made millions of dollars. The problem is, is you hit a ceiling because you have so much chaos and you're doing things for the wrong reason that you can't grow your business to the level that you want to. So the major shift that I've made in the last six months is now I don't come to the office trying to prove anything. I am in the process now of kind of rebirthing, just like I rebirth myself, you know, kind of born again. Express Homebuyers is going to be born again. It's gonna it's going to become the company in the next six to twelve months that I've always wanted it to be, but never had the ability to because I was fighting for my worthiness.
0: So I love that idea. You know, one of the things that I've heard in life over and over again is, and and I hope this like burns some of you guys because I know it burns me at times. Is sometimes we push really, really hard to prove that we're worth something, to prove that we're we're good enough, to prove that, uh, and we want our business to do well for that reason. But when we when we're looking to do that, when we make that happen, when we make our life and our business. All about proving that we're good enough. Then, like, it stops serving us. It, it's out there to serve other people to show other people stuff. So, what I love about that is, you know, like Brad, you're you're telling me that as you start seeing that your business needs to be there as, a, as something to serve you and not to like be a showpiece to prove to other people, hey, look at all the cool things that I have, look at me, you know, all of that. That. That it can help you begin to make better, more logical decisions about how to move your business forward. What are some of the things, you know, because obviously everybody on here is listening and they're real estate investors and they're obviously wanting to, to win in life and in business and, and everything else. What are some of the ways that you can see a business being massively successful? Obviously, making money, but what are ways that a business can serve you to help you? Accomplish the goals and dreams that you have in life and not just make it about a big show and smoke and mirrors?
1: I think that can be answered by kind of giving a mistake that's, that's probably been made over and over again in the last 10 years. So, Keller Williams and, and all kinds of other real estate investors, the kind of the buzz is expansion, right? I can remember in 2000, uh, late 2005, 2006, whatever, it doesn't really matter, expanding to Virginia Beach. Why did I expand to Virginia Beach? when I couldn't even get at the time... Actually, it was 2008, now that I remember because that's when we started the realty company. So we didn't even have processes in place to keep our brochure boxes filled in this local market, just like a small like blocking and tackling. right? But I'm opening an office. Within five days, I opened an office and hired five people. Why did I do that? Was that the best move for my business? Hell no, it wasn't. It was because, well, my subconscious said, if I can be in Virginia Beach and make a lot more money, Maybe I'll be worthy. So it wasn't a conscious decision. So I would say, when you make decisions, take some time to think about why are you making that decision? And if expansion, again, which is the buzz, the cool thing to do now, if expansion is it, ask yourself, do I have everything dialed in at my current location? Does everything run smoothly? Can I not go deeper in this market? Knowing that I know this market, I didn't know anything about Virginia Beach. I know the DC metro and Baltimore metro areas. Why did I just go deeper there and find, well, I know why now. So I'm telling you this, you know, so you guys don't make the same mistake. Yeah,
0: I think it's Keith Cunningham. I can't remember which book it is. I think it's The Road Less Stupid by Keith Cunningham, Um, but it might be, be something else. But, you know, essentially... You know, a lot of times people are not knowing their numbers. They don't know what is making them successful. And so when they go to expand into a bunch of different markets to expand in different things, you end up taking the crap that you have and you just have a bunch of crap all over the world, like all over the place that you're expanding the stuff that's not making you successful. And you expand and, and you, you export the wrong stuff. And so... Um, you know, one of the phrases that I really, really like is is the idea, nail it, then scale it, right? Nail it, then scale it, you know, get it right, and then export what you know is right to the next location, then the next location. But until it's nailed, don't scale, scale because you're not going to scale the good stuff. So with that said, um, Brad, any other parting words or final words that you say? I mean, literally, you have done... You have sold over four thousand houses. I think um, I would be willing to guess there's very few people that are listening to this that has even sold a fraction of the amount of houses or bought and sold even a fraction of the houses that you've sold. What is like you know one like final word that you could give to to young entrepreneurs that are just getting started in this business that will help them you know kind of shorten the learning curve that you've you've learned over all these years?
1: Yeah. It, it really comes down to my breakthrough of my transformation. And then I think it's the cause of 99% of the world's problems and uh, cost me two divorces and millions of dollars of business losses. And that is just knowing that you are enough as you are. Uh, does that mean you sit on your couch and just be like, I'm enough? Of course not. But when you think about yourself and you talk to yourself, know that you're enough, create self-love and self-compassion for yourself. That will allow you to build a business that serves you. Rather than going to try to, to prove something to the world, it, it'll affect all areas of your life, from health to, to business to a relationship. So figure that out. Like ask yourself, you know, I didn't even think if you asked me a year ago, hey, do you love yourself? I'd have been like, yeah but all you have to do is like look at your look at the results you know look at your past relationships do you eat too much do you drink too much do you smoke too much do you gamble too much do you work 15 hours anything like you're trying to escape is a good indication that there's some I'm not enough or I'm not worthy in you and the sooner you guys get that figured out the sooner the world opens up and becomes a really beautiful place
0: I love that brother. I love that. Please if you're listening in on this and and I know especially when you're first starting it's, it's these big dreams, big goals, please hear what Brad's saying because you know if you're just building your business to prove to other people that you're, you know, you're good enough, you're smart enough and gosh darn it people like you then you know then uh who cares, you know, who really cares at the end of the day. So, you know, that's, that's the big thing here. So with that said, I'd love to throw this out there, Brad, I know you're not even selling anything at this point, but I know that you want to make yourself available to, and and you're putting out, you know, content um, just because you've been able to really transition your life and your business. And you want to help other people do that as well. How can people, if somebody wants to get in touch with you, how can people get in touch with you?
1: Yeah, so I am putting out a lot of content, and the content's going to get. I think it's been exceptional. It's going to get really good as I transform Express Home Buyers over the coming months. So on TikTok, they can reach me at Brad Chandler Six, and on YouTube and Instagram at Brad Chandler Coaching.
0: Boom, guys, reach out. I'll tell you what. I'll even throw this out. I'd be willing to bet that if you you sent him some DM on instagram he probably answer you and uh and this is a a really really cool opportunity to spend time with with somebody who has uh, done what i think most people are are working to to learn how to create so this has been awesome time spent with you guys and hey if if you guys are in a place where just like Brad was with, with Express Homebuyers, where you have leads coming in and you want to be able to monetize those leads instead of trying all these different ways that obviously it makes sense, you know, send it over to a real estate agent. But you know, the reality is everybody's tried it and, and almost nobody's doing it and making money. So if you want to be able to have like a proven step-by-step process to be able to make money on those, go to the website, uh, wholesalinginc.com slash revive, go to the website and click apply. And either myself or somebody from the team will look into your business and see if this is a good fit for you. With that said, Brad, thank you so much for being here today. And I'm uh, I'm so excited for you guys. I'll tell you, if you guys can learn this lesson early on, it's going to save you a lot of heartache, a heart, lot of issues that, uh, that a lot of us go through. And uh, you're going to be able to create a business that really serves you and helps you create freedom in your life. Thanks, Brad.